1: Welcome to the Madhouse. My name is Joey, and joining me as always is the man who's been 24 in every interview he's done for the last four years. The man who is just as relieved as I am that this podcast is not run by a man called Anton. It is Jimmy Faulkner. Oi, oi! How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. I love your film, Choice. Yes. Very good. The Perfection.
0: Yep. 2018. Yes. Good. Netflix original. Have you watched any good horror films lately? Since the last time I saw you. Uh,
1: in the last week I have watched two. Uh, good ones is maybe uh, the wrong term. <laughs> uh, I watched Waxwork. Yeah. 88 something like that and Chopping Mall. Oh is that any good time. Chopping Mall? Um, Yes but it's an 80s robots are killing people yeah, in a random mall. Yeah. So it's as good as you can expect that to be, but it's it's
0: enjoyable, it's entertaining. Lovely. You? Uh, I watched the new uh, re adaptation of uh, Child's Play. Oh, okay. Shit. Uh, I
1: was oh, worried what? about that.
0: Yeah. Actually, we talked about it. You remember when we said it was going to be called Blood Buddies? Yeah. And that it was going to be uh, the kid controlling the doll. Okay, yeah. And we were like, oh, that would be an entirely different film. Yeah. It wouldn't be Charles Play. Yeah. That is basically what this new Charles Play is.
1: So they've done it on, like, the original concept.
0: Basically. Okay. Uh, scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, is that the old books, isn't it?
1: Fuck. <sighs> <sighs> is it good? So
0: good. So good. Is it... It's Guillermo del Toro, okay, directing it, uh, written it as well. fucking great!
1: I they were based on books. that yes, we book. read at school basically. Yeah, there's
0: a book. Yeah, yeah.
1: fucking great. Mm mm-hmm. I yeah. have heard they're good. I have not even seen it. Is it on?
0: It's not. No, because I think it only came out this year, and it only came yeah, out a couple of months over. ago. Yeah, I got on the old, you know, cheeky download. Okay, yeah. Yeah, not right. from a guy in the pub where you used to buy DVDs off. <laughs> but uh, Got like, no trains t- in it either. <laughs> yeah, you could, text a, you could text somebody now and say, can you download this instead of a guy coming I around can't. the pub? I can't. Oh, wow. I
1: don't know anyone. The thoughts there? And I'm not technolo- technologically minded enough to do it myself. It's probably very easy, though. Yeah. So, The Perfection. Yes. Financed and produced by Miramax, directed by Richard Shepard. 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 It's written Shepard. <laughs> Shepard. It had its premiere at Fantastic Fest in September 2018, and Netflix brought the rights and released it on their platform in May 2019.
0: Yes, just come out on Netflix, is not it? Yep. Like like you said last week, one of the ones you can scroll away from. Yeah, like you you literally just keep going past it because it's, it's, it's a chick holding a cello. Yeah. On the cover, it's like... If you have to, like, it's judging a book by its cover. Yeah. And I've judged this book by its cover many times. The new version is judging a film by its thumbnail. Yes. Yeah. And then, you, yeah, you just need to watch it because it's fucking
1: good. I think it's better than it got on the review sites. Yeah. In terms of, it got above average, around 60-75% rating on most platforms if you kind of combine them randomly in my head. I didn't do any actual maths.
0: Okay. But between 16 and 75. Nonsense. I put it in 95. Yeah. Like, I really like this film. I have, I have strong feelings about it that it is a very, very, very good film. It is a really good film. I, we've never had a
1: film that one of us has picked or that you've picked that I've not watched before, so, and I've watched it and I've been texting you while watching it. Yes. Going, holy shit. Yeah, this is a fucking <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, it was, though. <laughs> I was, I texted you at one point going, that main girl's dead, isn't she? she's the one <laughs> yeah, who died yeah, in the bed, yeah. her mum didn't die, she did, and he went, no, you're not even close, and then even when I thought, she's just a psycho killer, I wasn't even close, she was a bit of a psycho killer, obviously, not killer, sorry, maimer, I suppose, yeah,
0: but do you want to move on to a plot slot, or do yes. you want well, keep chatting for a few hours? <laughs> well, do you want to, are you going to explain something that's in front of us?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I got two things actually. Before we go to the plot slot, mm. that we need to do. <laughs> okay, do you know what's coming? No, because <laughs> we have got um, an um, ominous.
0: Yeah, there's something with it. There's a sheet yeah.
1: on uh, the table. And I'll explain that to you in a minute. The first thing, though, is at the end of the last episode, you made a promise to me and our listeners. Shit! All two of them <laughs> about French Canadians. <laughs> oh, okay. And a story. Yes. Are we getting the story? No, you're not getting the story. You're breaking a promise. <laughs> you didn't say you promised.
0: <laughs> maybe one day, maybe it'll happen. Uh, maybe we should have a whole special
1: episode for you.
0: <laughs> if we do, Or you'll Canadian tell film. me
1: just randomly one night when yeah. I go, oh yeah, what is the story? And then I'll bring it up. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. Okay. The second thing. Sheet in the table. Sheet. Lift on... the sheet off. There is not. There is some sheets on the table. Right. It's a sheet over a, a thing that's covering a tray. There's something in the tray. Oh, hello. Right. And
0: why don't you tell everyone what's there? Well, I'm seeing 12 shot glasses filled with what looks to be like green and red liquid. Possibly alcoholic. It I'm is hoping alcohol. it's alcoholic. It is um, alcoholic. So we're doing a film called The Perfection.
1: Yes. Anton absolutely it demands the
0: perfection. demanded
1: demanded perfection from all his cellists, and if there wasn't any perfection there were consequences don't worry i'm not going to stick my dick in you okay it's just a shot oh i'm joining in by the way if we up if we don't achieve the perfection every time we mess up a word we have to take a shot. I've Ooh. got 12 shot glasses on there because it's all I can fill, but i got the bottles over there for us to refill the shot glasses in the breaks if we need to. Let's just go straight out the bottles. I don't think we should count ers and ours and hesitation. This is not Radio 4. Okay. So let's go to the plot slot and see how we go, unless you want to do a shot to get us going. Oh, yeah,
0: go on then. Go on then. Pass go one ahead. over. Uh, I'll have a green one. Thanks. Cheers, boy. Oh, That's nice. they're
1: definitely green. There. Okay, plot slot. You you have a start. You cleared your throat.
0: Right. Am I starting? Yes. Okay. Charlotte is a talented cellist prodigy, but had to give up her training to look after a sick mother. After some years, her mother dies, so Charlotte reaches out to her erstwhile mentor, Anton, who runs the prestigious back off music school in Boston, where she trained.
1: Anton is temporarily in Shanghai with his two assistants, Geoffrey and Fierce, and his wife, Paloma. They had fun naming these characters, didn't they, in this film? Yeah. They are delighted to hear from Charlotte after all this time and ask her to come out and join them to assess some young cellists who are auditioning for a position at Anton's school. One of the judges at this audition is Lizzie, who became Anton's star pupil after Charlotte left.
0: Lizzie is still associated with the school and is now famous, which is mental, if you ask me. Because I don't know a lot of famous cellists. You would if you were
1: into Maybe, maybe I'm not on
0: that, yeah, maybe I'm not in that circle. Anyway, when Lizzie and Charlotte meet, they strike up a strong friendship based on their mutual admiration of each other's talent. They become lovers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chilloo!
1: I'm so tempted to say that's a shot. <laughs> After the audition, Lizzie has a few days free, so she and Charlotte decide to take a bus trip together before returning from China. They celebrate the evening before, and... <laughs> they... Oh, shit. That's a
0: shot, surely. <laughs> Come on.
1: Boom. Well, the red one's really nice. They celebrate the evening the evening before, and Lizzie wakes up with a dreadful hangover. Charlotte has some ibuprofen, which she gives Lizzie. <laughs> so they <laughs> manage to get on board the bus, but Lizzie feels steadily
0: worse and worse. Charlotte eventually has to ask the bus driver to stop so that Lizzie can get out and be sick. Ah, she feels. And uh, also, she, well, she shit her pants as well. She did. We've yeah. all been there. <laughs> Shanghai. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) something to me. (laughs) Anyway, the driver complies reluctantly but is upset at having his schedule disrupted. So next time Lizzie has to throw up, she tries to do so out of the window but fails to open it and vomits all over it instead. Lizzie and Charlotte notice to their
1: horror that Lizzie's vomit contains dozens of insects crawling over the window glass. The bus driver freaks out and chucks them both off, leaving them stranded in the middle of nowhere. Lizzie vomits again, seeing even more bugs, then starts to realise they're crawling all under the skin of her right hand. Charlotte and Lizzie both panic. Lizzie, desperate to get the bugs out of her, grabs a chopper. What's that? It's not called. What's it called? Cleaver. Cleaver uh, that Charlotte happens to be holding and chops her hand
0: off. Chops, you know what you've got to do. She's got a lovely little smile on her face. And just handily has a
1: cleaver in a jacket. Maybe that's a bit bit off.
0: Yeah. And in the film, then it it, it rewinds all the way back and it explains what's just happened. I don't think we'll get to that yet. We'll just uh, keep pushing forward. Yep. Anyway, fast forward a couple of weeks and Lizzie turns up at the gate of the back-off school, minus her bloody hand. I've gone a bit Lisa Tarbuck. A Facebook, uh, Facebook shot. So that's a shot. <laughs> Facebook, you know, f- flashback. So Facebook right status say. says Jesus complicated.
1: Christ. It's like that red one, isn't it? Well, oh, f- is a bit cheeky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you haven't even asked
0: what it is. That's <laughs> <tricky yet>. <laughs> <laughs> a flashback reveals. F- is this, what is this? There's <laughs> bugs crawling under my hand. <laughs> A flashback reveals that the bugs <laughs> weren't real, and Charlotte had planned all of this. Instead of giving Lizzie ibuprofen, ibuprofen she gave her a strong hallucinogenic drug. What have you put in that drink? <laughs> hallucinogenic drug that was originally... <laughs> oh,
1: you've got to take a shot of that too, go. I'll <laughs> carry on while you do it. That was originally prescribed for Charlotte's mother and really? manipulated Lizzie into cutting her hand off. When Lizzie came around, she realised what Charlotte had done. You're right. And eventually found her way back to Boston. Lizzie tells Anton that Charlotte did all of this out of jealousy and begs to be allowed back into the school. But Anton tells her she is no use now. She can't play the cello. And he sends her
0: away. Filled with anger, Lizzie tracks Charlotte down to a home in Minneapolis, knocks her out with a taser, then ties her up, takes her back to the back off in the trunk of her car. Anton is pleased to have Charlotte return to him and questions her to find out why she did what she did to Lizzie. Turns out, through a series of flashbacks, that Charlotte was systematically abused while she was at the school, punished under a brutal regime of rape and torture whenever she failed to achieve musical perfection, suffering severe psychological damage as a result in having to spend time in a mental institution after she left the school and before caring for a dying mother.
1: Charlotte's only purpose was to save Lizzie from the same fate. After recognising a tattoo with an eighth note on Lizzie's back as a symbol carried by each girl indoctrinated into a sex court run by Anton, Jeffrey and Theus, Paloma was fully complicit in all of this. And I just want to say, I've seen that type of tattoo on a lot of people.
0: Uh, Okay, little, that sounds ominous. I don't
1: mean... That they've been through this. <laughs> I'm just saying, this film could ruin people's tattoo. They got these little musical notes. Yeah, yeah. And now they watch this film and go, "Oh, well, now I look like I play the cello really well." People are going to expect a show.
0: Yeah, I and that you've some, been, yeah, been um, yeah. you've had a dick or two. Uh,
1: Anton is in, <laughs> Anton is enraged until Charlotte. She has one chance to go free, to play a difficult musical piece to perfection in front of his new pupil from Shanghai, whom he will punish if she makes a mistake.
0: Now, why are the Chinese always so good at complicated instruments? Do you have an answer for this? Uh, Do you know what I mean? They're I always know
1: that the culture... Well, I don't know. It's not been there. I get the impression that the culture in China is very much uh, stricter than we are with our children in terms of academic achievement no matter what it is to go into. So if, okay. if, if one of my boys was, he has piano lessons at school, yeah. but I'm not standing there every night making sure he practises and gets stuff done, I feel like that's culturally yes. more what happens in China. Okay. Uh, but I've, I don't even know any Chinese
0: people, so I can't say for sure. Charlotte tries her best but makes a single error, which Anton reacts to by sending his new pupil to bed and telling Lizzie, Jeffrey, and Theus to do whatever they like to her. Uh, Yeah, to her. Uh, (laughs) And come get him when she stops struggling.
1: Jeffrey and Theus advance on Charlotte, but Lizzie says she wants first turn to rape Charlotte with the stump of her arm. Yeah, that's a great bit. Because of what Charlotte did. Jeffrey and Theus wait eagerly. (laughs) Mm, Weirdos. (laughs) But then fall down dead because Lizzie has poisoned their drinks. How's your shots, Jimmy? Jimmy, shit, Ginny. Uh, shot. <laughs> uh,
0: while they were watching Charlotte play, I'll have a shot with you, Uh, It turns out that Charlotte had already explained to Lizzie that she had wanted to save her from Anton. Lizzie believed her, and they planned all of this together. Anton, meanwhile, is waiting in his room when he gets a knock on the door. It's Paloma who's fumbling and hesitant because she's got a bloody knife stuck in her back, and she pisses herself. Which is what you do, apparently, before you die. You piss and you poo. Do you? At the point of death. So that's another one of life's f***ing humiliations that we've all got to look forward to. That and a bloody uncalled-for erection. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Christ.
1: As Paloma collapses, Lizzie and Charlotte come in behind her, bearing kitchen knives. Anton struggles... Tries to fight them off, manages to get Charlotte's knife off her, and causes severe damage to her left arm, but is eventually
0: overpowered and struck repeatedly by Lizzie. The film ends with Charlotte and Lizzie doing an impromptu concert on the Chillu. Lizzie <laughs> is doing the fingering. A couple of chill lesbians. <laughs> All right, teenage podcast boy, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie is doing the fingering with her left hand and Charlotte is doing the bowing with her right. Their audience of one is Anton, who sits in a chair with his arms and legs amputated and his eyes and mouth sewn shut, listening to the girls play
1: the Chaloo. Not with themselves. Yes, the end. Great film. And uh, I sneakily put the... Time wrong, we've got 30 seconds left. Yes,
0: boy! Smashing it? it out the park. That's a few in a row, I think, where we've uh, not droned on for ages. Also, I'd just like to say Nat didn't want me to say any of the chelesbian or the stuff like that because she thought it might fe- offend lesbians, and she went, because they're quite angry, aren't they? <laughs> <gasps> Natalie! <laughs> that is worse! <laughs>
1: I mean, chillasbians isn't great. Well, it's a stretch, but it's it's it's, it's quite... I thought it was quite certainly nice. it would have been a stretch with a stump.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> oh, I should have turned that off. <laughs> All right, my phone is telling me to shut up, stop saying stupid things and move on. Are oh, you ready to move on? We've only done three shots each. I think we owe one.
0: Well, let's just do one before this segment's ending then. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, okay,
1: frights and delights.
0: Frights and delights. Here we go. It's frights and delights. Let's see if we can get through this section to perfection. What you got? <sighs> I have got the feeling I'm four shots and one
1: can deep in fr- yep. <laughs> starting frights and delights. As far as frights and delights go, I've got some bits. Okay. Not lots. Okay. Um, Alison Williams and director Richard Shepard had previously worked together on a TV series called Girls that was quite successful in 2012, so they were already acquainted with each other when they started shooting.
0: Is that a bit lesbian-y as well? I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, I
1: don't know if she's called Girls. Not all, not all girls are lesbians. <laughs> 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 <sighs> <sighs> I've got to offend someone in this. Episode surely. I don't think we usually have to force it, it just happens. Yep. Um what
0: have you got Pop of my wedgey sorting out <laughs> <laughs> Um I think this I think the the whole film is a fing delight. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, yeah. <laughs> it is. So Jimmy Insight there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, okay, I've I've got something for you if you're if you're <laughs> lacking as it seems you are in info. I just can't
0: I just can't bring it to my mind. I know what I wanna say, but I just can't get it there yet because of the shots.
1: There isn't much info on this film anyway. It's one of those films where they just maybe the difference between filming on a closed set and filming on a not closed set. Yeah. But there's just no info on anything that happened. Even the, the thing, making of this film.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, even the description of the film, like when you read it on Netflix, it the description of it, it's like, well, oh, all right, well, that sounds shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's proper, what is it called? It's proper, like, sleeper. It's yeah. It's a sleeper yeah. film. Sort of sat there. And, like, I, I went past it, fucking, time and time again, just just flicking past it going, ah, no, nah, that looks shit. Yeah. I watched something else and watched another shitter film and yep. then finally got around to watching this, I was just like, f*** me. This is actually a f***ing very good film. Very well done. Very well written. Probably not just one of the best horror films I've seen recently, but probably just one of the best films Yeah, out there, I think. Well, I remembered... I saw the
1: trailer for this when it first came out. thought it looked really good. Obviously forgot what it was called and forgot about it. Even when you read the description to me last episode, yeah, didn't click that I'd seen the trailer. The only time I realized that I'd seen the trailer before is when the scene that's in the trailer was playing out in front of me again, and I was like, "Where yes, she cuts, uh, seen it. yeah, um, that was
0: what was in the trailer when it was. Yeah. You know what you've got to do, yeah." And that, that, that to me, that doesn't sum up the film. That's like a completely. Oh, it's difficult to describe very confusing part it's like you when you watch the trailer and it's like she's there and she cuts off her hands you're like oh okay i see what kind of film this is going to be yeah from that trailer but then you watch it and it's, it's just other things as well yeah, yeah it's absolutely completely different how would
1: you make a trailer for this film though because it, it without ruining it well i'd uh twists and turns and everything well yeah
0: I, well i don't think you could um.
1: Well, they shouldn't have bothered.
0: Wow. They should
1: have just had this thumbnail said said, watch this. Yeah, just watch this because it's a bloody good film. The new student at the back of... This is a delight. Okay. Also involving a Jimmy quiz. Oh, are there any drinks involved? We will. Yeah, well, we can, I'm sure we can make it so there are drinks involved. They're right there and we're right here. Lovely. Stopping us. Um. Okay, so the new student at the back of... Back of... Tell me what you're gonna do now. <laughs> so I had to get that in here at some point. <laughs> that should have been the song that was playing when they killed him at the end. Uh Zhang Li is told to sing an A Sharp when she is taken to see the chapel for the first time. The chapel is where you um is where the best students perform. Yes. And get raped if yeah. they make a mistake. Yeah. So you perform just to these four people.
0: But they uh, get raped to make them better. Yeah, you know, he seems to think
1: that uh, it was just motivation. Yeah, just
0: motivation. I seem yeah. to
1: think that.
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> when right. I'm writing a Headstone Horror song and I don't do it right, yeah, I, I you know, I'm always fearing the bum rape. Or from Nat? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get that strap on out. Write uh, like the third album. Oh no! Don't get that ten-inch black dildo out again. <laughs> oh, that's uh, too specific
1: to not be true. <laughs> Kenneth. Anyway, <laughs> who's Kenneth? The dildo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's all weird <midnight. laughs> name. No, I don't know what's not a weird. Uh, oh, we shouldn't have done the drinking. <laughs> anyway, she then sings an A sharp after being told to. It is uncommon, even amongst the best musicians, to be able to do this perfectly. The ability to do that is called perfect pitch and is actually very rare. Most decent musicians can achieve relative pitch. Yeah. Lots of them claiming perfect pitch when it's actually just relative pitch. Oh, okay. Now, here's where the Jimmy quiz comes in. Oh.
0: Now, uh, I don't know if you are touching it on that, but does, doesn't the actress actually sing perfect pitch on that? I, I, she does sing an A-sharp.
1: I got a uh, my phone out. I haven't got perfect pitch or relative pitch or pitch, but <laughs> I got my phone out. Okay, and uh, checked it. She was singing an A sharp. Oh, and it was. I seem. I seem to remember watching it, thinking that was one take. She must have perfect pitch, if that's right. Got my phone out, and it was. I
0: thought it was a little bit wonky. I was going to pitch her. <laughs> oh,
1: nice. <laughs> Did you uh, want to? smack my (laughs) picture
0: yes
1: (laughs) the quiz though (laughs) is I have a list of eight people here okay and let me check one two three four five six seven people here right can you guess three artists all of them famous and all of them you will have heard of I will say as well so it's not like I'm trying to trick you okay three of them yep you have three guesses right and if you want to make it a drinking game which seems we're trying to achieve the perfection yes if you get any guess wrong, you have a drink. But okay. if you get one right, how about I have a drink? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna take another I shot. I just kind of want to get them wrong then. It's Green and red. Right. Okay. We're gonna finish them like either during the podcast or when we're packing. Right, up. yeah. Anyway. Say, yeah. So, yeah. That's true. <laughs> to make a difference. Right.
0: Go on. Em. You're the one meant to guess. Oh right. <laughs> 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 Okay. Um. Right. Okay. I'm gonna go. With my first choice, I think I'm gonna say Prince. He's not on my list. No F-ing bollocks. That shot.
1: I yeah. am shocked, though. I'm, I thought that was a sit. I mean, we'll Google it if you like. In uh, after frights and delights. I think we need to Google and that. If, if Prince does, I'll have two shots. Alright, Okay. So that's uh, one down there. Yeah. Two guesses left. Ugh. Right.
0: Well, now I'm wavering on my other guesses. Um, one of them is a clear, obvious one. Michael Jackson? Yes. Right. Yeah, I'll take a shot. Lovely. Now, see, because I thought... I thought Michael Jackson was a dead cert, and I thought Pit, Prince was a dead cert. Why is Prince not... I'm going to Google Prince it. Prince is better than Michael Jackson. Well, it's singing, though. Singing? Well, yeah, it's singing. Definitely it's singing. Michael well, Jackson's I better don't. at raping Princes. <laughs> oh, Prince d- Allegedly, and... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So number three. Um, right. Let me think. You got one guess left, anyway. Okay. I'm gonna, to go... I'm gonna go. i Do you know what? it's just. I was gonna go for someone, but then I've changed my mind, and I'm gonna go for this person. I'm gonna say Adele. Again, not on my list. Bullets. Well, Google her after frights and delights, though? I think. Oh, I think it's li- what. are what, Go on,
1: then. What you got on your list? So that, yeah, actually three guesses, isn't it? Okay, Michael Jackson.
0: Mariah Carey. Bollocks! That was the one I was going to say before Adele, (laughs) and I changed my mind. Shit. Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald? Bing Crosby. Bing?
1: Bing. Bing? Bing! (laughs) Oh, I could have done that noise if you'd have got it. Uh, Uh, Mozart. Beethoven. Not straight away. It wasn't wasn't born death. okay. Beethoven.
0: Beethoven.
1: The last one. The dog. Yes. Sorry,
0: <laughs> I've just had two shots in a row. Some people
1: think his singing was a little rough. There's one more. Okay, do you want one more guess? Because it was quite fun doing the shots thing. <sighs> I'm gonna give you a clue. Not really. All right, go, better guess known a... for playing guitar.
0: Better known for playing guitar. And wrote a song about me. Oh, is it Brian Adams? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> 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 is that yeah? Is that a final answer? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you spell your name a certain way. Yes.
0: Oh, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jimi <laughs> Hendrix? Yeah.
1: Perfect pitch. Yeah. and It doesn't mean he can sing brilliantly. Right. Okay. But there's a story about Jimi Hendrix. I have to go with this, but I have to have a shot in a minute because you've got it right with some... With a lot of prompting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it said that because Jimmy was so poor growing up, he couldn't afford a guitar tuner. Uh, so he would go to yeah. the music shop, pluck each string on a tuned-in guitar, then walk home to tune his guitar from memory of what he heard at the guitar shop. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, fair play. So if that's true, you got to have perfect pitch to be able to get that going. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Uh, and that's right since I'm going to do my shot. You've got something to go, have you?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to talk a little bit about something that I found out about B-I-I-D. It was first described in the late 18th century case study. Uh, An Englishman travelled to France to ask a surgeon to remove his leg. When the doctor refused, the man held him at gunpoint and made him perform the operation... Only after writing him a thank you note with money explaining that his leg had been an invisible obstacle to his happiness. Shit. So this is people who are living their life and they, like, a part of them, like, they don't think that's them. Oh, I have heard of this. So it's like. Yo, my my hand ain't my hand. I don't want my hand. Yeah. I want to cut it off. And these people go for, to like extreme measures. And some of them actually go and literally cut them off themselves. Or they go and get doctors to cut them off. That's horrendous. It took a hundred years for the condition to be openly discussed in a serious academic paper which described... I can't pronounce the word. you got to try. because Apotemnophilia. I don't
1: know if you need to... Uh, Take but, a shot or not <laughs> Well I'm going to have a shot But the
0: condition was placed under the banner of pal- paraphernalia Paraphilia Or sexual desires And was relegated for years as a fest- fest- fetishistic Sexual impulse Which is mental isn't it, it is. If you think about it like I ain't getting hard Because I want to cut my foot off <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth <laughs> Oh uh, researcher no. Paul McCock said I have never heard Paul McCock of... <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCock I heard you the first time Jimmy It's not happening <laughs> <I> have... <laughs> well, you're going to find this even more funnier I have never heard of one Who was not pleased to have a limb Amputated by Paul McCock <laughs> 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 Right, should we <laughs> should we move on? No,
1: because you have. Uh, I've been I've been counting. You need to do three.
0: Three.
1: F- you. Do I, I need do, to do one?
0: I can't
1: do three. I can't remember if I was doing one or not. I feel like I should if you're doing three. Ah, <laughs> mate, I'll just I'll do what you do and we'll keep up together. Yeah. Yeah. So if one f-s up, we both drink. All right. I can't do. I can't do three. I'll do two. It was probably two anyway. To be honest. Uh <laughs> Well, is it me now? <laughs> yes, I believe so. So, when there are slim pickings in terms of background stories and behind the scene facts, as there are for this film, I think it might have been a closed set because nothing came out of that film in terms of anecdotes. Okay. So, I like to have a look at some of the issues that the film raises, as we have yep. with a perfect pitch and phantom limb yeah. disease. Um, and they obviously have a basis in real life. And it's something I like that we do. But this one's a serious one. Oh. So i got a story to tell you just to raise awareness to is certain it, issues in the world.
0: Is it about lesbians?
1: No. Oh. Have you heard of Lawrence Gerard Nassar? Uh, no. Uh, this story relates to the kind of abuse we see in the films. He claimed he was trying to help talented young girls reach their potential. Probably something he told them to justify his sick actions. He was the USA Gymnastics Team Doctor osteopathic position, and now a convicted child molester who was the subject of the largest sexual abuse scandal in the history of sport. That's gymnastics, isn't it? Yes, it is. It breeds paedophilia. Well, it must attract a I mean? certain type of person to that type of work. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean.
0: Because they're all young girls, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah.
1: Yep. His alleged number of victims outnumbered Harvey Weinstein's and Bill Cosby's Combined, which is why we are talking about him. (laughs) He abused girls in London at the 2012 Olympics and many other places, including the USA Training Centre in Texas. He was allowed to see girls for one-on-one sessions, sometimes at night in their own hotel rooms or dorms to give them, quote, pelvic exams.
0: Oh my God, with his penis.
1: Uh, well, they can't go into too much detail when it's underage girls. I'm guessing so I it's didn't with find his it. penis. Uh, what a
0: dirty little f This
1: would happen unsupervised to girls as young as thirteen. Nassar was the doctor for the Olympic gymnastics team from '96 to 2014. In 2015, USA Gymnastics cut ties with Nassar after learning of athlete concerns, which is code for knowing what he's doing and letting it go because he got results. Until official complaints came in at which point they had to do something. So they fired slash accepted his resignation in the way that would draw the least attention to themselves. Eventually this all caught up with the gymnastics as they were sued the shit out of by families of the abused. But not before Nassar got convicted. He was accused by at least 250 women, girls and one boy dating all the way back to 1992. He was convicted in 2017 to 60 years. A federal prison and charges for, as far as I can tell, owning and making child pornography. I know what you're thinking. That's a lot of years, yeah. but not enough. True. Well, check this out. In January 2018, he was given 175 years on seven counts of a sexual assault on minors, and the following month, was sentenced to additional, sorry, to an additional 40 to 125 years. After he pleaded guilty to another four cases of sexual assault. All these sentences are to run consecutively. Safe to say this piece of shit will die in prison. And I suspect he will not have fun in there seeing as he is convicted for the type of crimes that even other convicted criminals hate you for.
0: Good stuff. But probably he will, because he's rich, he'll probably get separated from the f-ing rest of the. Probably.
1: He was continuing to say in his trial he was a great doctor and helping the girls. Eventually, he apologised for his crimes. saying oh, He regretted great, yeah, the suffering he had impacted on them. But that just means he regrets the suffering that they were suffering afterwards, not actually do. You know, it's like, I'm Bullets. sorry that you're offended at what I say type thing. Do you no, know what I mean? It's, he's not, he's not sorry. He's sorry that he got fucking caught out. Yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. When someone says, I'm sorry that you're offended at what I said. Yeah. It's, it's not an apologising, sorry, no. I said something offensive. No. Do you know what I mean, yeah. Uh, Why did he go for the one boy? You cannot try and explain what (laughs) these guys do. Or why.
0: No, you can't. You're right.
1: So, I chose Nassar to talk about because he's the most prolific. But it's worth mentioning the 2016 scandal in English football where former professional players began to talk publicly about the abuse they endured at the hands of coaches during the 70s, 80s and 90s. This led to a lot of young players coming forward with their stories and news about cover-ups in large clubs, most notably Man City and Crew Alexander.
0: Man City and Crew Alexander?
1: Yeah, I think though, dating back, if you think 17s, 18s, 80s and 90s, there is a point in time where those two could have had some been of the same, same staff. Yeah. yeah, been in the same league. <laughs> Man City were bought out a lot, weren't they? Yeah. So, Sorry to bring it down. The tone, but real shit
0: to do with the film. Right, on that perfect note, we're going to move over to the Master of the Macabre. Yeah!
1: (laughs) Did I do that right? Kind of. Master of the
0: Macabre.
1: Welcome to the master of the macabre, where the tally so far is eight shots and two cans. We are in deep, and we have not been achieving the perfection at all. But we are going to see who we thought was most perfect in this film. Oh, yeah. Do you have a list?
0: I have a list. Let me know. I got three. Okay. On my list.
1: I bet okay yeah sure I'm not gonna bet
0: okay um, Why we
1: I getting drunk and betting
0: <laughs> so I think it's gonna be a tough one I've got Stephen Weber yes Weber yep however you pronounce that I think he was 1b so I think Weber Weber as the evil horrible rapey, perfection man Thought he yep was good and then he ends up as stumps which call him stumps. And it was in a great film called Hamburger Hill. Not seen it. Ah, Vietnam. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: good. Mate, you said Hamburger Hill, and I went totally somewhere different to who the Vietnam some... film. Yeah, who else have
0: I got? Oh, Alison Williams, who played Charlotte, and Logan Browning, who played Lizzie.
1: Yep. They are all three in my list of honorables and a um, a winner. Do you have someone in mind...
0: Yes. Do you know what? It's going to be quite controversial, but I think it should be Alison and Logan who get this. Because I think they both... Both of them? Yes. Another joint winner? Yeah. I think they should both get it because they both uh, play... uh, The sort of... uh, F*** different... Do do you understand what I'm saying? Not in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so we've you've got Alison who's playing cello. Cello, <laughs> come on, you must know what I'm saying here. They're both. They're not. They're both playing the sort of main character, but they're both.
1: They are both the left arm yeah. and the right arm of this story.
0: Yes, and then they become one at the end.
1: Yeah. When they play the cello together.
0: Yeah, cello.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cello can you go, Jimmy?
0: Oh, I I can't get my words out, apparently.
1: So I had Alison Williams as my winner. Okay. And I have a reason why I think she is above anyone else in the cast.
0: Okay, go on then.
1: Even Logan Browning. Oh, okay. Because Logan Browning was who she was. And then she came on board. Yeah. The plan. Yeah. Alison Williams had me questioning her character more than any other person, not just in this film, but probably any film. Oh, right. In the way that she played the character so well because it fit all of the scenarios, I was running through my head trying to guess what was happening. Yeah. And also at the end of it, she fit all the scenarios in retrospect. So all the people I thought she could have been Yeah. She could have been. Okay. And then at the end, all the people she was, it fitted. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. She could have been better than I am. At the beginning, a ghost. Yes. It would have worked. Yeah. Which was my first guess. They were were dead
0: all along.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That old chestnut. I text you told me I was way off. (laughs) She could have just been a normal girl who met another girl and went on a trip. That would have fitted. The story was going that way. She Mm -hmm. could have been the psycho she kind of turned out to be, but in a different way as in just wanting to have a pop. (laughs) Yeah. But she wasn't. She was trying to be a hero, but she was in a psycho way, and that fit as well. Every twist in this story made sense with the character and the way she played it, but she kind of reached that essence of her backstory and her motivation from the off. And when when we were let in on the secrets of the film, as the film moved on, it fitted with who she was at every moment with just her mannerisms and everything. They all worked.
0: Yeah. But that happened with Logan Browning as well, do you not think? But just more of a shadow to her character.
1: No, I think Logan Browning's character wanted... She was who she was. She didn't really think what was happening to her was that bad. She was achieving the perfection she... Because she'd been brainwashed. Yeah. And she was just happily living her life. I don't think she had any motive up until the point where she attacked Charlotte yeah. in her house. Okay. And yeah. huh. and she had that realisation. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind giving them a joint one. <laughs> giving them I'd both one. I'd love to
0: give them a joint one. couple of fabulous looking girls. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's so the last time we're doing a shot challenge on this podcast. <laughs> Do you want to give them both one?
0: <laughs> is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I'll give them both one. It's just, uh, right. <laughs> Kenneth is on his <laughs> on his way to you in the post. Uh, yeah, medal. Madhouse. Medal. Master of <laughs> the Macabre.
0: Going you're getting flappy. Who are we doing it? Who are we, who are we giving it to?
1: <laughs> well, we owe ourselves at least two shots for the last two minutes. I want to give it to Alison Williams.
0: Let's give it to Alison Williams. Okay. Well done. The medals not in the post. I feel it's bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fictional. For now. It's kudos. One day, you will receive real medals in the post. Right. When we do... start making enough money for postage.
0: That's true. Right, let's do a shot. And two then new... we'll do shots, we are each other, I think. Okay, we'll yeah. do two shots and then move on to the mad house. Rating system. Blah. Oh, this stuff is horrible. It's grating.
1: After the Madhouse, <laughs> the Madhouse rating system.
0: The Madhouse rating system. Here we go once again. It's the Madhouse rating system. Let's try. And not get raped. (laughs) first up, we've got tension and suspense. Nice, nice intro, Jimmy.
1: (laughs) As always. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm
0: going to (laughs) go on with tension and suspense.
1: The fact that we hear about a possible outbreak of a disease early on in this film is great in setting us up for what is going to happen because it helps us along for the ride in believing it when Lizzie gets sick.
0: Now, I've got a question for you. Is that something that Charlotte has orchestrated f- for this, or is it is this an actual disease that is happening in China at the time? I don't
1: know. Oh, do you mean in, in within the film a disease at Be- the time?
0: Yeah, because because she's orchestrating, ha- uh, because she's drugging Lizzie, and yes. she orchestrates how she uh like that she makes up. her hallucinate and and tells her that there's bugs on her and things like that and that, that that makes her see them yeah is that is that something that charlotte has done from the start to say because it's only mentioned that once i it? don't think she's or, planned it in any way or is it yeah or is it just mentioned to make lizzie feel like she has that disease. Because it's only mentioned that once and we only see that one little yeah. Chinese fella getting it once. Here's my take.
1: She was gonna drug her yeah. anyway, obviously. Yeah. After yeah. oh, she's done the old dirty with her. And she's an opportunist. Not opportunist. Yeah. Okay. okay. Nob- <laughs> oh god. What well, I don't think you understand lesbians if you think that the word knob fits <laughs> in there <laughs> in, in any way. Um by the way these two have a sex scene. Yeah. That's why Lovely, sensual. <laughs> um, it is a really good sex scene, actually. As <laughs> far as they go. Um, which is all the way. <laughs> um, what was I say? I think she's an opportunist. I think somebody gets sick, she thinks, I can use that because she's seen that.
0: Yeah, so she used that. She yeah. thought, hold on a minute, I this think is a great idea. Yeah. I can add it to my previously thought out plan. Yeah.
1: Right. I don't think Okay. she's planned anything in advance. Yeah. I think you give someone these hallucinogenics and they will just start hallucinating and then you will play with whatever they start hallucinating to okay. get them to do what you want. Yeah. So I think she may not have even s- seen that as an opportunity at
0: the time until she threw up. It's just a very... I, to me, it's a very slightly disjointed part of the film. Yeah. That, when they see that guy and he's throwing up and they're like, oh, there's that... There's that th- disease that's going around oh my yeah, god yeah. i got it but then you kind of get it because she tries to make lizzie believe that she's got it so yeah i, yeah. I, I, do kind I of think that. they put it in to give her
1: something to play with but yeah like the film didn't need it but it was fine having it in to give her something to play on when yeah. she started hallucinating and um, the film progresses through different types of styles of tension. to start with it could be any type of horror then we think it's a contagion-type horrible disease film because of that guy throwing up. Yep. So that guy throwing up in there may have been to throw us off thinking we're watching one thing and it turns into something else. There's a lot of throw up Which they do they that up. a lot. They they send you one way, but they go in another. Yeah. Um. Then it seems like a psycho, jealous, bit of woman has just flipped-type film. Then it's a revenge attack film for a bit when Lizzie's hunting Charlotte. And then it genuinely is a revenge film with the two girls attacking their abuser... The twists and turns keep you on the your seat constantly. Too many twists can be terrible in a film because you just think, well, I don't believe f-ing anything that's happening. What's the point of <laughs> watching this? But I just wanted more from this one because it was so damn tense. It was so well done. The reveals were handled amazingly with the little rewind sequences. Yeah. When that rewind sequence started, I went, yes. I'm gonna find out what's really going on. Uh they were done very well. Each twist each twist. <laughs> That's a shot. That's a shot. <laughs> each twist was unexpected and not what you are guessing.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna take a shot. I think this film turns out to be quite it's kind of quite a beautiful love story. Yeah. You know Do you know what I mean though? It's like, because the very first thing is, Charlotte, she's leaving the academy, and Lizzie's there as a young child as well. She's only a couple of years younger, looking at her and like, ah, she's left. And then they find each other, eventually in the end, and limbs get cut off. Shit happens. Stumps go up, fannies. And then... Nearly. Nearly. And then and then they're together at the end playing the beautiful Chilu. <laughs> yep. And they're they're together. I think it's a lovely kind of a lovely tragic story. Yeah, I think sort in the aftermath story. of this
1: they might be together forever. Yeah. The best moment in this the best moments in this film for me were Lizzie's pulsating arm full of bugs and the subsequent reveal that Charlotte is not all she seems. It blew me right away from the film I thought I was watching but such a welcome boost to the story and the suspense went up to 11 during that part. Yeah, The second moment, and possibly the pinnacle of the film's suspense, is when Charlotte was shackled to the chair in the chapel and is forced to play, believing that if she didn't achieve the perfection, then the new girl at the school would be raped instead of her. She is literally playing that tune with such high stakes. It's a moment that sits awkwardly in the exact way it's meant to. When she does hit that one note incorrectly, the screen wavers and distorts with the note, which is a lovely little touch of filmmaking. Just incredible in that scene. So I think give it a star. Absolutely. 100%. There wasn't a moment. I think I probably text you every 10, 15 minutes while I was watching this film. I never text you while watching one of our films that we do. So, Yeah. And that was purely because of the tension, suspense and twists. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: So what's next? Well, up next, we've got the gore and the visual effects. The gore
1: progressed nicely as the film went along and the tone changed. The first bit of gore, if you like, is the bug puke on the bus window.
0: Yeah, maggots just as much
1: in the isn't much than, but, sorry, what were you saying? I was just saying maggot, maggots in the puke. Yeah, yeah. I was just that. Uh, but then Lizzie has buckets in her hands, which looks awesome. Yeah, she cuts off a hand, but you don't see any hand dismemberment gore at the time. It cuts away just as the cleaver hits. That's when the first re- rewind reveal is, I think. Yeah. Uh, as we go through the film, the gore is revealed more and more as the twists are revealed more, because the next and final dose of gore we actually get is served in the attack on Paloma and Anton. At this point, there is a nice little touch. The music they put on the record player is modern and not at all classical. Maybe a rejection of what Anton stands for and what they were taught in the school by the man they were just about to kill. Anyway, Paloma gets a knife in the back. Not very gory. Anton gets mutilated in a horrific yet well-deserved way.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think we're... Forgetting the bit where Anton stabs Charlotte in the arm. Yes. And he drags it. Oh yeah. F- down her forearm. Yeah. Oh, like that- that's, yes, the bleh- ending- that's proper. <laughs> that's proper. F- cringy all the way, fucking down the arm. Yes.
1: Yeah, Charlotte gets a knife ripped uh, through the length of her forearm, doesn't she? Oh. And it looks incredible. F- Anton gets a cleaver stuck in him.
0: Good. It's so yes, not he... a,
1: goal, a heavy attack in itself, but the money shot. Anton, no arms, no legs, mouth sewn shut, hooked up to a drip and being made to watch the two characters play <sighs> one cello between them with the arms they have left.
0: Well, he we can't see. He's just made to listen to it. He's got his eyes sewn shut. Yeah, sewn what did shut. I say? And uh, he's there and he's just f- flopping about.
1: <laughs> I bet he's still getting hard.
0: Well, I don't know. Do you think they'd they have his penis some, on? They might have done something to his willy. I probably would have done. I would have cut it off, shoved it up his bum. Oh, yeah. no, you would have liked that. Yeah, he would. Maybe... Ooh, I don't know what you could uh, do. Maybe we drink this next episode. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> How are, maybe we're... just cut the tip off and we're... then dip the rest of his penis into a jar of vinegar. How would you like me now? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like you much to begin with. But you just... <laughs> yeah. I love it.
1: I was going what do you reckon for Gore?
0: I'm I've you've gotta give it a star.
1: You've got a boner for this film. So you're gonna give it one all the on table is all, wobbling. Right? Yeah.
0: You've gotta give it you've gotta give it one. For Gore. Yeah. I the think... gore
1: was brilliant. There just wasn't much of it, so I guess in terms it's of not... quality it gets a star.
0: Yeah, it's quality. It's not the point of the film, but it's it's unexpected. Like when she chops the hand off Boom, unexpected. Um, Especially at the end when you see Anton flailing about like Tabitha style with like (laughs) no limbs. Like, unexpected. And it's done really, really well. And they're chowing down with their double chaloo business. It's it's good. I say star. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Two, Two out of two. Two out of two.
1: Performance I simply have written down three words. Okay. They nailed it. Uh, oh, yeah. Did they? I thought they nailed it. Man, you are dirty on booze. <laughs> I mean, more is than usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they nailed it. I would just straight out give them a star for performance.
0: Absolutely. But I don't understand why they gave Charlotte a wig. Like, she took off <laughs> her wig to reveal another wig that clearly wasn't her hair that she clearly that had. That was put. her hair. The short hair wasn't her hair. Was well, that not her hair? The short hair was a wig. So she had a wig on I'll to reveal wig. another wig. Uh, and then she had a... Well, I thought it was hand. to
1: show she hadn't been out of the mental institute yeah, it that was. long. Yeah, it was. Because she I'm had just her talk-
0: Yeah, I'm just talking about how how they did that. Okay. So they pulled the wig off. But that's but she more had the the visual effects. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> <The> performance.
0: Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm just getting we're, carried we're away. Are sticking with
1: a star on the gore visual effects? Or do you want to take some away for the wigs? <laughs> no, because you like a good toupee. I do. I love a toupee. <laughs> you tried giving the toupee master
0: <laughs> of the car well, a reanimator. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. All right, performance. Uh, good uh, job all round. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy's
1: Insight. Well, I've got viewers of Jimmy's Insight. They nailed it. But... Um, with the, with the wig reveal <laughs> I thought that was the show because cause early on in the film we haven't mentioned she, when she was in an asylum they showed her having a f- like a flashback of her head being shaved yeah this is to show that that was probably probably only about four weeks ago
0: I'm slowing my words Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> we
1: were 11 shots deep of booze I'm not entirely sure what it is see I
0: think she said that she left to look after her sick mother but she, I think she left And then was put in the mental hospital. Yeah. And then she looked after her sick mother. Yeah. Because she was in the mental hospital because she was abused by Anton. No, I think she went in
1: a mental hospital after
0: her mother died. Oh, no, because it did look like she went... I don't know. It could be either. I think it's up for for, uh, however you want to see it, I think. I think that's quite clever, the way they've done that. I think you can can either see that she, she actually left because of her sick mother, or she left. Because of the abuse. Yeah. I think we're giving it a star, low performance, right? Yeah. So, we're coming up now to musical score and sound effects.
1: Uh, the composer for this film was Paul Haslinger, an Austrian graduate of Vienna's Academy of Music. Later, he joined the band Tangerine Dream. Anyways, Tangerine Dream? Tangerine Dream. Okay. They any hits? Don't but I will tell you, in five years with that band, he recorded 15 albums. Fucking hell. Five years, 15 albums. He did the music for the game Far Cry, Instincts, and recently did the scores for the film's Resident Evil Final Chapter, Monster Hunter, and No Good Deed. Oh, f- There's nothing but silence at the beginning of this film, then the dead face of Charlotte's mum comes on screen. It's a good rise from that point on, with piano and strings and other classical instruments that I'm not educated enough to identify purely by sound. Nah. As you would expect from a film set in a classical musical world, there's lots of classical musical instruments. Mixed with some bass for the underlying tone of doom that is present in most horror and thrillers, being a film about cello players, you can probably guess there's an abundance of cello music. Loads. I have new respect for cellists. Is it cellists? Yeah. Cellists. Or Celloers. Uh That shit looks really hard to play.
0: Yeah. It... I can't do I it. I don't know I'm what tr- you're I'm doing. No, 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 <laughs> there I'm is either. a display of I'm many tr- techniques
1: <laughs> and a plethora of sounds coming from cellos that I did not know were possible. The recurring brilliant theme is the cello duet that they play together. Great that they also have sex too. Yeah. in that montage.
0: It's the it, it's the it's the song that goes through, throughout the whole film. Yeah, it's really good. King banger of a song. So let's
1: talk sex. Okay. Lizzie and Charlotte did a duet together like we just said and they played each other's pants off. Yeah, literally. they did. There was a montage that had their duet playing. Building in speed and tension, while also showing them clubbing, dancing, kissing, and getting it on. Get it on until both the duet and Charlotte reach the climax together. <laughs> Can't talk about this film without that scene. Yeah, that was well thought out. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was. and I'm not just saying this because it was two naked women. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, because it's two naked women. No, not... yeah. well, yes, <laughs> but no. Like, there's lots of films where there's sex scenes. Yeah. They're just put there to be sex scenes. Yeah. These two were having sex while they were playing cello and while they were actually having sex, and that was the point. There was a seduction. Yeah.
0: And the making love, and we're watching yeah. them both at the same time. Yeah. and this is, montage. Yeah, and this is why I think that they, why it's a love story as well. Yeah, boo. But... Because 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 Yeah. The, uh, because of that. The cello sex. Cello sex.
1: So Hello. of course in a film like this you're going to get some classic arrangements featuring featuring in this film with the likes of Mozart, Back and Handel. However, there were some non classical tracks mostly given to us through Charlotte's earbuds. Artists such as Roselieu, Gizzle, <laughs> Chromatic and Deuce Mob. None of which I have heard of. I've never heard of them, <laughs> but I'm Douche sure mob. they're fantastic. Douche mob. Deuce is in two. Oh. I think. deuce. So I'm guessing it's two people who class themselves as a mob. I feel old. Well, sure I think they, we should start they are. A Hit band. bands with the kids these days, yeah. and I have no clue. You think we, sh- we should start? A band. We, should
0: start a band. we should start a band called Douche Mob. Yeah, well, yeah. We sing songs about poo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lesbians and poo. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> you giving it a star from musical score and sound
0: effects. Well, yeah, because it's a, it's, it's a film about music, so I think it should be. Yeah, but that's four out of five. Yeah, that is four fun. out of five. <sighs> well, wow, here we go. This is the overall view, isn't it? Overall experience. Aero- overall experience. You got the point across. Yeah. But, but you, you looked at me funny. She- and-
1: Get the point across. Yeah. You look pretty
0: funny and I second-guessed myself. Okay. What are you giving it? Overall experience. How did you feel? I'm going to have a shot. Are
1: we giving it one for overall experience? You oh, are yeah. now taking a shot at your own will. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving it one. Catches you up to me because I've obviously made more mistakes than you for some reason. We're now on 12 shots. <laughs>
0: What are we drinking anyway? I'm surprised it's taking a little to ask. <laughs> it's got a bit of a burning feeling uh, in the back of my throat. I was
1: kind of hoping you wouldn't ask because the answer is I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I for the last few years have thrown a party every Christmas. Yeah, and we chuck a load of booze on the side, cocktail shakers. Everyone makes cocktails and just gets drunk, making uh, whatever they want to try. Right. Uh, Well, at those parties, I asked people to bring some
0: booze. samples.
1: No, booze. (laughs) (laughs) But usually unusual stuff. Right. This, I looked in the box, and this has no English writing on it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're drinking whatever it is. High percentage, though, Jimmy. Did we give it an overall experience? I don't know. My eye's gone lazy. Yes, uh, I don't think we have. What Are you giving it a, a star for a experience or
0: not? Yeah, I really like this film. I I give it a star.
1: Uh, okay, well, I will leave it as a five out of five.
0: Five out of f- five.
1: Partially because I'm dying for a piss.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the end of the show, Jimmy. yeah. I am very drunk.
0: Yeah.
1: That means it's uh, time for me to do my film choice. Yeah. Are you ready to have a guess? Yeah, go on then. I've got the IMDb description right here. Lovely, and then we'll do some shots. <sighs> sure, yeah, why not?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> During their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger.
0: Fuck, is that it?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not the most descriptive, most descriptive description.
0: Fuck, I don't know. I'm gonna say, uh, fuck, I don't know. I'm gonna say, Silent Night, Deadly Night. No. Shit, Sorority Row. No. Fuck. Don't know. Black Christmas. Black Christmas.
1: Nineteen
0: seventy four. Nineteen seventy four. Yep do, do we need to do a shot? Might as well just to finish the show off. Cheers, last one on the show. Nice one.
1: That's 13 shots of unidentified alcohol. Lovely. It's got a twang to it, hasn't it? Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Something about it. Right at the back of the throat.
1: <sighs> that would be kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that I've chosen Black Christmas because it's our Christmas special, right? Yep. Yeah. I didn't say that a second ago. Stupidly, as a horror podcast, we didn't do a Halloween episode. Nah. That's my bad, because we record so many episodes ahead, I didn't do the maths. By the time I thought about it, that episode we would have been recording would have been mid-November.
0: We're in early days, though, so next year is going to be a fucking belter.
1: It is, and I did think... After that I went shit well Christmas special maybe. Yeah. Turns out it was the next episode we were recording. So that's why I chosen Black Christmas. Lovely. So sorted apologies for the lack of a Halloween special on the horror podcast. But next year we'll nail it. Yeah. Please uh have a check of our Facebook on the old facebook machine search for the madhouse podcast check us out on the instagram machine at the madhouse podcast if you want to get in touch with us email the madhousepodcast at outlook.com and we will see you for our next episode of black christmas for our christmas special yeah,
0: yeah. Kind of quite a beautiful love story. (laughs) Get a